the summer of 2003. I just graduated from college, and um, I got a job working with a local contractor in town. And it was a fine job, but um, at that point in my life, my priorities were ultimate frisbee and rock climbing. And so um, the job was fine, but it put gas in my car and it got me where I wanted to go um, to climb and play frisbee. Um, and so I was pretty much just happy to be there. Um, and so the uh, company consisted of three people. There was Ken, who was the boss, and he, for reasons unknown, always carried around a small cooler filled with Dr. Pepper. I don't know why. Um, and there was Paul. He was a journeyman carpenter, and he was a man of few words. And then there was me, who was uh, the dumb end of the tape. And uh, <laughs> the big job for the summer was renovating a old 10-story brick building in downtown St. Louis. They were there was um, turning it into lofts, and there was a lot of um, wall framing and drywalling to be done. And so, since I was the low man on tonal pole, my job was basically to carry all that drywall from the loading dock to whatever floor we were working on. And the way that I did that was using a freight elevator. And it was the freight elevator that I'm certain came with the building, turn of the century. And calling it a freight elevator is way too generous a term. This was like a crappy human-sized chicken coop that <laughs> magically ascended and descended. It was terrible. Um, there was Three walls that made a chain link, an old chain link, and then the side that uh, you got on and off was just open. Um, <laughs> there was no barrier, there was no, no safety, nothing. It was just you and your free will keeping you alive when you were in the <laughs> elevator. And uh, the, there was a big cross beam at the top where an actual piece of rope was connected, went this up and down. And, um, the, the openings on the floor that you got on and off this thing were in the same spirit as the elevator. They were just open. It was a brick arch and then space. And it was kind of convenient in a way because if you were on the fourth floor, you could kind of peek, like, lean into the shaft and like look up, look down. Oh, it looks like the elevator's on the second floor. I guess I'll take the stairs. Um, but it was super dangerous. It was a huge lawsuit just waiting to happen, I'm sure. And it was also um, the coolest thing I had ever seen. I, I loved all of it. It was so much fun. I should have, something happened earlier than I should have kind of cued me in as to maybe how dangerous the situation was. One of the early adopter tenants, their dog got loose and went wandering around and it uh, smelled something interesting, maybe, and it got over to the elevator, poked its head in, and uh, probably thought that ground was closer than it was. And um, two weeks later, Paul and I go down to the bottom of the elevator shaft, and um, this is after the whole thing starts to smell bad, and we, we find our little guy. He didn't make it. <laughs> so, that's uh, re really sets the tone there. So, <laughs> so uh, back to work. I'm, uh, <laughs> right, it's good. So it's uh, the middle of the morning one day, and I'm on my second or third run, and I get down to the loading dock, I grab a sheet of drywall, and these are big sheets, it's four by eight, 60 pounds, pick it up, and maneuver it into the elevator, and I stand it up on end, and I just lean it against the cross beam. And then I go back and grab maybe eight, nine more sheets, fill the whole elevator up, and then I snuggle in, 
to the, um, to the elevator itself, and I hit the lever to make it go up. And one more thing about it, the, the way that this thing was controlled was it was controlled by a lever, and it looked like the hands on a clock. And if you pushed it all the way back to nine, um, the elevator would go up. If you went to three, it would go down. And if you pushed it past nine or past three, it would lock in place, and the elevator would keep going up or down until either you disengaged it or you hit something. <laughs> so I sneak in there, and I push it all the way back to nine. I get it going. Um, I get up to the seventh floor. I disengage the lever at just the right moment because this elevator is a piece of crap, and it doesn't stop. It just floats slowly to a stop. And I disengage just at the right moment and get floors leveled up with the elevator floor start taking the drywall off. I get all the sheets off and I get to the last one. And for reasons unknown, I pick that last sheet of drywall up just by the bottom and I start walking back out of the elevator. And I get halfway out of the elevator and a couple things happen in quick succession. <laughs> the first thing <laughs> is that the top edge of that drywall slides off the crossbeam and falls to the floor. And when it does, it kicks out the front edge hits me in the shins and lays me down right on top of that sheet of drywall. Perhaps most importantly, on its way down, that sheet hit the lever, pushed it all the way back past nine, and locked the whole, or got the whole thing, contraption, me, the sheet of drywall, half in, half out, locked in the up position, heading right for that brick arch. And I remember thinking to myself, ow, my shins hurt. <laughs> and then I thought, why am I lying down? And then I thought, I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> Floating's bad. And in a moment of awareness that I'm really proud of to this day, I realize what's happening, and I just put both hands on the sheet of drywall, and I push myself out of the elevator. And I slide off the, that edge, the, the edge of the sheet of drywall, and I land on my feet. Because by the time all that stuff had happened, and the lever had engaged and I was laying down, the elevator had gone up probably four feet and it was just picking up speed. And I slide off the edge of the drywall and I look up just in time to see the elevator disappear up the shaft, the drywall hit that brick arch and get sheared in half and everything just keeps going up. The half sheet of drywall hangs on for maybe a couple more feet then it rips completely off and it just comes zipping down the, just past the opening and then hits the bottom of the shaft and breaks into a million pieces. I look up a little bit. Elevator starts making some more noise. Volume rises and then and it hits the top of the shaft. I think I know what just happened. And so I walk down the hall and I get Ken and Paul and I bring them back and I tell them the story. And Paul kind of looks at me. He walks over to the elevator. He pokes his head in. He looks down sees the drywall, looks up, sees the elevator. He looks at me and he goes, fuck man. <laughs> <laughs> Ken doesn't say anything. He just, he just kind of rubs his jaw. He digs into his pocket and he grabs $20. Opens his cooler and he grabs a Dr. Pepper. And he hands them both to me and he says, why don't you take a long lunch? 